Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Hello everyone, Pastor Bob here, January 12th, 2020. Good to be with you tonight for another edition of the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862. This is, if you're listening to this on Holy Ghost Radio or on the internet, it's a live program on 112 of 2020. These are also podcasted. In fact, I think Brother Duran just uploaded a whole bunch of new ones to the uh, Holy Ghost Radio website, so you can pick up on some of the other programs if you'd like. We've got some people texting me already. It's good to have the Lomans that are listening north of Belfield, and good to have Pastor Schuler listening up in Grafton. And we the, the award for the first one to text me was uh, Justin and his dad Dick. They're, they're driving home to Golva right now which is in southwestern North Dakota, and, and they live even in the middle of nowhere from there, as I've mentioned before. We've got some Willises tuned in here in Dickinson that just texted me. And like I say, you can be part of this program. It 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 is fun for me to see people texting me, how they're listening. You know, if they're listening on, on the AM, this is an AM radio station. I'm in an AM radio studio that I've been doing this for about 20 years now. We call it the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I pastor, Pastor Bob Simons, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's right on the interstate, a beautiful building, 501 Elks Drive is our address. We bought the top portion of the Elks building, about 18,000 square feet. It'll seat about 500 people. In fact, we're going to test it out this coming Saturday. We've got a wedding. I think we will probably have 320 people, 330 people there, so that'll be a good test to see how we do. In fact, because of that, I've realized we can actually seat more than 500 in there because we're not even going to open one spot. The, we've got some, um, we've got the Frost family listening in St. Cloud, Zach and Leah listening in Fargo. We've got the, um, um, some Schmitz in Bismarck listening tonight. We've got the Ben Burling family listening up in Park River, uh, North Dakota. And they're going to be, I'll be seeing them at that wedding, I would imagine. So, um, People are chiming in. That's good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you texting. I, I don't. I'm in the studio by myself. Oh, brother Doug is listening on the KDIX app. He's been on this program before, and a really neat guy. Got a unique ministry. Really, just a cool, cool guy. And uh, he's old, but he looks young and he acts young. Neat, neat man. Um, but again, I'm going to give out those numbers: seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. If you're listening where you can't text me, like overseas. Uh, go ahead and email me, robertsimons58 
at gmail.com. The reason my engineer Abe is not in here, he's getting married in a week, and uh, he's with his fiance right now. They're um, working on wedding plans and all the things. They're going to be very busy this week. It's a very, very big wedding. So, And a bunch of their fa- her family, or her church family from Arkansas is coming up, and her pastor next Sunday, a man named Brother Morrison, is going to be preaching at our church in Dickinson. I've heard good things about him, and so we're excited about that. He uh, pastors in, in Arkansas, but he'll be preaching next Sunday in our church service here. And then we have a man named Dale Burling, that's the bride's grandfather, that's going to be teaching our adult Bible class uh, next Sunday. So so we're going to have, um, I'll get the Sunday off kind of. i probably still be, still be on the radio, but, but I don't have to preach at our church. We've got, uh, just to mention, I'm just kind of warming up here, we've got a Wednesday night service um, at 7.30 every Wednesday night here in Dickinson at 501 Elks Drive, and that's a regular church service. We have a church service in Beach. We've got a, a work there that's starting. Uh, they have services on 7.30 at the Beach Community Center, and then we have a Pentecostal church in Bowman, North Dakota. The pastor of that church, I believe, is at my house right now. His father-in-law is at my house. His father-in-law, John Hussey, preached in our church today. Had a great service, great preaching, just really made a lot of sense, and uh, just a good um just a good message. So, anyway, that's that's what this is all about tonight. We've got, um, um, like I mentioned, I brought my guitar in the studio. Hey, is is uh, Dave and Lauren listening out in Fargo yet? Are they listening? The um, I'm not so. Um, hey, a sister Yvonne test, texted me. She's a lady that's had a stroke, and she comes to our church from Bowman when she can get here, and um, and this morning again. She has she had a stroke, so she has a little trouble communicating, and she can't walk. She's in a wheelchair, but she'll drive around the church in that wheelchair with signs that say, you know, praise God or God is great or different signs that she has. Pretty cool stuff. And when she does that, it just makes me want to worship too. I want to praise the Lord with everything, everything I can. And uh, Brother Rose is listening from Kentucky. Good to have him, faithful listener, listening tonight from Kentucky. Well, we've got... Um, I'm going to get into my broadcast tonight, and I, like I say, I might sing a song here or two with my guitar. Um, I, if Zach and Lee are listening, last week they requested that muddy Mississippi song. I've got that one queued up, so you guys can hear that uh, tonight. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested in doing this broadcast, this topic. So, hey, Dave, Dave is listening. All right, Dave. Um, I'm gonna. Dave was in my jail ministry here in. Um, in Dickinson, he's doing really good now, and his new wife, she was part of our jail ministry in in, um, in New England, and I I just uh, feel like singing this song, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this song out to Dave, and um, hey Jackson and Casey are listening tonight. This is a song that we sing at the jail all the time, and um, we sing it all the time. And the guys, a lot of the guys have it memorized there. They request it just about every Sunday at our county jail. And, and so I'm going to sing it tonight. Hey, we got Becky and Regina listening tonight too. So when he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the Ritz. Our God, awesome God, thunder in his footsteps, lightning in his fists. Our God, he's an awesome God. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. Wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very soon. Better be believing that our God, he's an awesome God. Our God, he's an awesome God. He reigns heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. When the sky was starless in the void of the night, our God, he's an awesome God, spoke into the darkness and created the light, our God is an awesome God. Judgment and wrath he poured out of Sodom, but mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. Hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God, he's an awesome God. Our God, he's an awesome God, he reigns. Heaven above with the wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. 
Our God, He's an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. That was going out to Dave and Lauren. I wonder if he remembers that from the jail. Somebody ought to request I sing that song, King of the Jews. I feel like singing that tonight. All right, let's get it right into this. I'm going to talk about everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. 1 Kings 18.21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. And so here we see that the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, was mixed. Like some of them believed Yahweh was God, some of them believed Baal was God. They had Everybody had their own opinion. Where this program is coming from tonight is um, this week I was visiting with a friend of mine, and we, talk, we were talking about how there's two sides to just about everything. When it comes to relationships to, with people, um, you know, there are people that just see things differently. Uh, people can, you know, you can say something to somebody and they can take it wrong. There's two sides to everything. Carl, did you hear that song? You just texted me. That I, I should throw it out to Carl, too, that awesome guy. He knows that song. But this, this um, and when it comes to, for instance, politics, there's more than two ways to look at the same thing. That's true. Uh, two different ways to look at all, all kinds of things. Uh, the way you spend your money, the way you do your finances, uh, your ideas about continuing education or whatever. There's there's a lot of, you can look at a glass, some people say it's half full, some people say it's half empty. And um, in the same room, uh, two people sitting in the same room, one person feels hot, the other person feels cold. So there's two sides to everything. And sometimes... Whether it's real or perceived, because, you know, sometimes your perception is not reality, but to you it seems real. And so because of that, that's why there are, to, to the things I've mentioned above, there are two sides to many things. One of the things about the um, brain disorder, schizophrenia, um, true schizophrenia, really is to lose a grasp of reality. Like, for instance, you might think everybody's trying to kill you when they're not. And, but you might really believe that. That's really scary. You know, that, that really is. You might think, uh, you hear voices when you're not. The, um, and so generally, and, and generally we gather together with people that think like us, that have the same opinion we have. This is kind of the, the, uh, I'm just building a little base for what I'm going to say because, because I think that that's the way life works. There are a lot of things in life where there's just different ways to look at things. Like even raising children. You know, I believe in discipline, and I believe that children should live a structured, disciplined life. And I think our school systems are finding out now, as parents are veering away from discipline, that there's problems. But just let me tell you this, there's more than one way to raise good kids. And I say that, I probably never would have used to say that, but there's different parenting techniques and styles that I guess the end result is what we're looking for. Kids that, that respect authority and, and kids that have good manners and so on. I was so uh, <coughs> pleased, so pleased to pastor. I mentioned it in church today, the group of people that I pastor, because there's some good people there. There was a group of young people at Perkins, and the waiter came up to them and said, um, you have the best manners of any group of teenagers I've ever been around. And they said, what's your name? And well, I come to find out he was in my jail ministry a few years ago. And now he's going to, I guess, come to our church. Um, you know, that's neat. That's just really neat. That, And so I believe in, like, the end result is important. But I think we've sometimes when it comes to things, you know, there's just different ways to look at things. And And here again, we generally hang out with people that agree with us and so a lot of times we don't get another opinion. But when it comes to God and his truth, the Bible, we better find out what God's opinion is. Because 
if we have a different opinion than God does, we're wrong. Now, I said all the stuff that I said to start with that we can have some different opinions with each other about different things. You know, politics, different things. We, we certainly can. Like, like I'm one of these guys that, that um, thinks if you're sick, just come to church anyway. That's, I mean, that's what I've always done. That's what I've always, my kids always did. If our kids were sick, we just brought them to church. There are people that attend our church that feel like if their kids are sick, they're not going to bring them to church because they don't want everybody else to catch it. I've just come to the realization those are just different opinions. You know, it's not that I'm right, they're wrong. It's not that. It's just, you know, this is the way we did it. Uh, this is the way they do it. You know, I, it's, I mean, it's just the way that they do it. And there are things like that that really just are a matter of opinion. But when it comes to the truth in God's Word, we can have our side. We can, we can tell God what makes sense to us. But if you argue with your Maker and His opinion, you're not going to win. You're not, you're not going to. You can argue with your Maker, but you'll never win. You know, this, um, this topic that tonight I'm going to talk about, everybody has an opinion. But you better find out what God's opinion is. I'm going to throw this song out to Zach and Leah listening in Fargo tonight, but I'm going to read these verses first before I do. Proverbs 21 and 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. And then Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. I want you to think of those two while this song's playing. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but in Psalm 33, 4, it says, For the word of the Lord is right. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Billy Ray Murray was a mighty mean man, had a reputation as a devil's right hand. Like a sailor always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy truck that he drives Scared the congregation one Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar and they heard Billy say Take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty Everybody followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color of the water to change But it never did It was as filthy as him He popped up out of the water And he said it again Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drift down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Me. 
was a group called the Dunaways, and we've been playing that song a little bit lately. Um, the Dunaways, I just kind of a group that somebody kind of turned me on to, and they're Pentecostal people. And I know it doesn't say anywhere in the credits, but I know that's Timothy Spell singing that song with them, and he does a great job. Uh, you, thanks for all the texting tonight. The um, We're talking about everyone has an opinion today. The uh, But it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It matters what God's opinion is. You know, let me just say this, that the main problem Jesus had with the Pharisees and the Jewish religious leaders of his day was that they were concerned with who who is right more than what is right. You see, this this um, this concept of arguing religious ideas, you know, well, I think this and I think that, and my church teaches this and my church te- your ch- church teaches that. A lot of that, it seems like we're more concerned about who is right. But I think we need to be more concerned about what is right. Uh, there's a difference between being right to win an argument or being when it being right when it comes to our own walk with God. Like, there's a difference between saying, I am right, than this is right. You know, for instance, Ephesians 6.1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Paul didn't say he was right. He was saying this was right. That's a truth. You know, my play on ideas today, when I talk about everybody's got an opinion, but God has an opinion, the reason I'm using that concept that God has an opinion is because God's opinion is truth. It is correct. It's not something that can be argued with or fought with. You know, when my children were growing up, they heard me say this many times. If you're a Pentecostal because your mom and dad are a Pentecostal, then I'm going to feel like I failed. But if you are a Pentecostal because it's right, it is right, then I have succeeded. See, it wasn't with my children about me being right, like do this because I'm right, but it's about do this because it's right. And if you base your belief system on what is right, like what God says is right, then you you will be right. And you will have authority to teach others and show others the way. In Matthew 23, 8 through 10, Jesus said, But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call, call no man your father upon the earth. Now it's talking about, don't say spiritual father. So don't, don't call a preacher father so-and-so. Jesus, this is Jesus talking, not me, Matthew 23, 9. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. And neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. And so I don't want anybody to call me Father Simons or Father Bob. You know, we've got the Lutherans. Maybe there could be the Boburns instead of the Lutherans. I wouldn't want that. And the men, instead of the Mennonites, they could call me the, the Simonites. I wouldn't want that. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what is right. I hope that, I'm telling you today, everybody's got their own opinion on a lot of things. And people argue, and this is the basis of all the religious divisions that there are, especially amongst Christianity. Everybody's got their ideas. Everybody's got their church history. And people will argue and fight. But here's what I believe, Brother Schuler. I don't really think you can argue about the Bible. I really don't. I think the Bible says things, and it just says what it means. What people argue about is, is that still relevant for today? Is that something that we're supposed to still do today? That's what people argue about. Or sometimes people argue out of ignorance. They don't know what the Bible says. And they misquote it. See, it seems like so many people that are, are arguing about what they think 
and it becomes a matter of personal pride. You see, it doesn't need to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. If what I believe is is truly the rightly divided scripture, I'm on solid ground. In fact, when I'm not on when I'm not on talking about the scripture, then I have to say things like, "Well, I believe this," or "I believe that." Like I do that with certain things. Like for instance, um, I don't believe a Christian should watch television programming or anything that Hollywood puts out. I don't believe a Christian should. I don't, and I've got scripture to back that up in the sense of of uh, what's on there. I, I just don't believe you should. Okay, that's what I believe. And as a pastor, I try to help people along that way. But you see, the authority I have is the scripture. Set no wicked thing before thine eyes, for instance. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You see, those verses cover many, many topics. And so, tonight, this idea, whatever Pastor Bob's opinion is, we got to find out what God thinks about things. You know, uh, there are so many people nowadays that don't really have an opinion about anything with God. You know, they, they don't. They, they, uh, they wear their idea of this is kind of the emerging church concept. Yeah, like we're all on a journey and who's to say, who am I to say what's right or wrong? Exactly. Who are you to say what's right and wrong? But the Bible says what's right and wrong. People say, well, it might be true for you, but it's not for me. Or how about this one? Well, I would never do it, but I certainly wouldn't criticize others for doing it. Now, let me tell you this again. In many situations in life, there are two ways to look at things. And even what I'm talking about, there's two ways to look at things. But when it comes to truth, you can either agree with it or be wrong. Like, like how many of you have your multiplication table still memorized? Well, there's no arguing with the multiplication table. You can have, you can say that 12 times 12 is 140 if you want to. You can say that. That's your, you can have that opinion. It's a free country. I'd hate to have you work for me because we use a lot of 12s in our work. In our measuring, of course, 12 inches in a foot. But 12 times 12 is 144. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't make any difference. Let me, let me, uh, you know, I've got some good texts I'm going to read here eventually, but, uh, you know, the, the, um, this, this, um, let, let, let me just, let, let me just throw out an example. For instance, I had somebody tell me one time many years ago, they were baptized as, or sprinkled as a baby. And they told me this, my baptism was good for me and yours is good. Mine was right for me. This person told me, she told me. And yours is right for you. And I looked at this person and I said, you know what? There could be three things going on here about baptism. Either you're right and I'm wrong, or I'm right and you're wrong, or we're both wrong. But I'll tell you what cannot be happening is we can't be both right. Like, like when you read the scripture, like Mark 16, 15, and 16. It says, he said unto them, Jesus is speaking here, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. So what is your opinion of that versus what does it say? You see, Jesus said you've got to believe and be baptized to be saved. Notice Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. They were in Acts chapter 2 verse 37. Peter was preaching. They interrupted his preaching. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So what 
is your opinion of that verse. Well, people would say, well, I don't believe baptism is important. Well, that's your opinion. But what does it say? Don't you notice that Peter tied repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus to the forgiveness, the remission of sins? And that the prerequisite to baptism was to repent, to ask God for forgiveness? You know, like, like for instance, um, and I'm just using baptism as an example. It's not my topic tonight. My topic is everybody's got an opinion. But what does the Word of God say? Like, like in, in Romans 6, 4 and 5, it says, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. It says that we are buried, we are planted in baptism. It doesn't sound like sprinkling. It sounds like getting dunked. Colossians 2.12 says we're buried with him in baptism. So what's your opinion on that? You don't bury somebody by sprinkling dirt on their head. John 3.23, the Bible says, John was also baptizing in Anion, or Anon, near Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized. What does that mean to you? John 3.23, what does it mean? What's your opinion? Well, Pastor Bob, your opinion is you've got to be immersed to be baptized. Mine is you don't. So what scripture do you have to back up your opinion? I mean, I, I mean I'm just using immersion baptism as an example that it doesn't matter what our opinion is, but it matters what the Bible says. Acts 8.35, Philip opened his mouth, began at the same scripture, preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, he went on his way rejoicing. <clears throat> you see, just, just you know, and, and, and here again, I could talk about baptism in Jesus' name. Um, I could talk about so many things tonight, and maybe I will. Maybe I will talk about some things. You know, this, this, um, you know, this is, this is a, uh, a topic tonight. I'm, I'm trying to kind of tantalize you in this idea that Everybody's got an opinion. You've got your opinion. I've got my opinion. I know there are people that listen to this radio show that disagree with me. I know that. <coughs> and it's fine. You know, if, if we're disagreeing about politics, we're disagreeing about, um, you know, city government, we're disagreeing about, you know, whether you should go to college or not, like I mentioned, that's fine. That's all great. But when it comes to our opinions, how does it line up with God's truth? You know, um, uh, you know. Just uh, let me just mention one more thing. I'll get to a song, but Romans three four says, "Let God be true, and every man a liar." See, this isn't about re- winning religious arguments. It's rather about convincing people that something is true. It doesn't matter. It's not that I'm right. It What it is is what is right. That's what this is all about. In the Old Testament, in the book of Kings and First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, in the King James Version, it mentions all kinds of kings. You can read through this. Maybe you've noticed this. And it says this, and I want you to pay attention to this because this is where I'm getting my idea tonight. It, it Sometimes it'll say about a king, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Sometimes it will say he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. But in another version of the Bible, it says this, in God's opinion, 
they did that which was evil. Or in God's opinion, they did that which was right. You see, that's the only opinion that matters. Because God's opinion is true. Text me tonight, 701-290-7860. That's an old Lance Appleton song, Out of Darkness into His Marvelous Light. Uh, I like that song, and even though there's not a lot of words to it, taken right out of the Scripture. Thank you for all the texting tonight. Got a lot of people texting. Uh, Brother Doug is texting me some pretty good stuff. And um, he mentioned in Acts 2.38 where Peter said, Every one of you be baptized. Every single one of you. And... um, and I believe that's true. And there again, what what are you? Uh, what you know? What is your opinion? What is my opinion? Does it really make any difference? You know, doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what you think. Not really. Not when it comes to going to heaven. It matter what it matters what God thinks. That's what matters. It really does. And uh, and I'm trying to convince you tonight of that. We need to find out what God thinks about everything. Because even though there's many ways to skin a cat, there's not many ways to get to heaven. 
In fact, Jesus said he was the only way. No man can come to the Father except by him. That makes a lot of people angry. Probably not a lot of people listening to this broadcast, but it makes a lot of people angry. But just remember this, Pastor Bob didn't create that verse. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by him. Jesus said that. And so, you know, truth, you know, the, we could call this program a lot of different things. You know, I'm, I, 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 um, I titled it Everyone Has an Opinion because I'm just trying to be, you know, provocative, trying to get you to think about your opinion and my opinion and how you disagree with me and maybe I disagree with you. But we better not disagree with God. Just before we played that song, we had um, I had mentioned that in the Old Testament, in the book of Kings, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, in one Bible version it says, in God's opinion they did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Or in God's opinion they did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Don't you want to know what God thinks of you now? You know, let me just tell you, and I... You know, maybe I've said this enough to where you've, if you're a regular listener, you've hear, heard this. But I've heard criticisms about churches like the one I pastor because we do mention what right and wrong is. Because we do, that people are feel like they're being judged. Like maybe, um, maybe you're living in some kind of a sexual relationship outside of a marriage between a man and a woman. And so you come to our church, or even just hearing what I just said, I'm going to say right now, and they say it's wrong for you to do that. That's a sin. You need to either get married or split up. Well, people get really angry about that. But here's my point. Don't you want to know what God thinks now? I do. I do. I don't want to get to Judgment Day and find out that I've been living a lie. Here again, I started off the program saying, you can perceive, you can have a perception that your truth is truth. What was it? Somebody said Oprah was, there was an article, I think I I saw the headline of it in a magazine, Oprah, living her truth. Is there such a thing as your truth? Well, like I say, when it comes to maybe some topics there are, but not when it comes to God. These Old Testament kings, the Bible said, in God's opinion, in the sight of the Lord, they did that which was evil. They did that which was right. I would rather know now whether I'm right or wrong. I'd rather know now if what I'm doing to get to heaven is the correct thing to do. I want to know now. I don't want to wait till later. I don't want to wait till judgment day. And I don't even want to wait till later in this life because I want to make sure I'm telling other people right. You know, the, the scripture in Psalm 19 and 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Just, I'm going to read one more verse, but just think about this. Your servant is warned by finding out what God thinks. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. It says, by these your servant is warned, and in keeping of them is great reward. Cool. Not just being warned about doing wrong, but when you do what's right, there's a great reward to that. And then it says this. Verse 12 of Psalm 19. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. These, see, these are our wrong opinions. Our wrong ideas. Like, 
our ideas are based on the way we were raised on the, you know, just, I mean, they, they are. But the word of God will shine a light on our ideas. You know, this, um, uh, and as I said, if you, if you're tuning in late, what I was saying is that everybody has opinions about a lot of things and a lot of those are just what makes life go around. People think differently about things. And I also, uh, mentioned that, that, um, you know, there, there are a lot of things that doesn't matter. Like, you know, it really doesn't matter. There's two sides to a lot of things. That's why when you get married, uh, you find out in a hurry that the way your parents did it and the way their parents did it, a lot of times aren't the same way. And you have to work that out because some of that isn't right or wrong. It's just a different way of doing things. But when it comes to Bible truth, especially important Bible truth that pertains to salvation. I read a scripture in a baby dedication today in, in the book of Timothy that said that he told Timothy, he said, you learn the scriptures from your grandma and your mom as a little child. He said, and these scriptures can make you wise unto salvation. I wanted to preach that today. I really did. Maybe I'll get a chance to write this moment. But the scriptures make you wise so you know what to do to be saved. If you don't know what to do to be saved, you you probably can't get saved because you don't know what to do. You see, the reason for this broadcast, this is one of the little things I do in my life, just one of the things that I do. Uh, it's not probably the most productive thing I do but for the kingdom of God, but I enjoy doing it, and I hope it helps somebody. But this this thing that I'm telling is is that I am trying to equip people with the truth of God's word so that they can be wise unto salvation. That they can they you know there are people I I I can lead a horse to water but I can't make it float on its back. I I can't I you know I can I can there are there are things that you know I try it when when I do this or teach a Bible study or whatever. I can't make people serve God. You that are listening, if you don't want to surrender your life to God completely, I can't do that. But what I want to do is give you the information that when you want to do what's right, you know what to do. You know, like we read Acts 2.38, repent. You know, that means to be sorry for your sins, confess them to God, to turn away from them. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Every single one of you. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I haven't even talked about that tonight. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, I got a few minutes. I might, I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm going to sing another song or not. I got my guitar here, it's looking at me, and I'm thinking, man, I'd like to, but I don't think I got time. So maybe I won't. Uh, there's a song called King of the Jews. I like, it doesn't have anything to do with my topic tonight, but anyway, nah, I'm not going to sing it. But if you want to get a hold of us during the week, uh, our church next service is Wednesday night. The address is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Right along the interstate, north side of the interstate, you can't miss it. You can't. It's right there. It's by it's by the Comfort Inn. It's in the same parking lot that the Comfort Inn is in. And and um and so uh, Wednesday night at 7:30. Lord willing, I'll be speaking in that service uh, this coming Sunday, a week from today. <coughs> Brother Morrison will be preaching. He's a pastor from Arkansas. We'll be preaching. Uh, if you on Tuesday night, if you're in the beach area at the Beach Community Center at seven thirty, they hold a service there. We're starting a church in Beach. We at this point just a Tuesday night service is all we have at seven thirty, and then in Bowman we have a um, we have a service. Right on Main Street in Bowman, and that's at seven thirty. Also Thursday night. So, and we have um, um, a young man there that's starting a church there in Bowman, a Pentecostal church. Both of these churches are great people, uh, great pastors. Uh, just we're excited to see this apostolic message spreading through, throughout Southwest North Dakota. We also have a church in Beulah, and. Um, that's called the Truth Community Church in Beulah, and they they have services Sundays and Wednesdays. That's uh, um, just my family. Some of my family pastors at church. My son-in-law, my daughter, three of my grandchildren there. 
doing a work for God. Excited about that. Pentecostal churches all over this area. We've got one in Newtown, Williston, Bismarck, um, just all over Minot, all over Pentecostal churches. The um, my friend Brother Jones texted me. The uh, sing man, Brother Griffith. Um, the um, were you teaching a Bible study tonight, Brother Griffith? The um, good to have all of you listening tonight. Thank you so much for texting and so on. Now, I'm going to finish up this broadcast tonight, and I'm going to just talk for a little bit. We've we've built this premise tonight that everybody's got their own opinion about many, many things. Brother Jones, my good friend, is listening. Sometimes he and I have butted heads over things. Uh, just, you know, just life things. Different opinions, different ways of thinking. I've got to say, Brother Jones and I haven't butted heads over my topic tonight. He and I believe exactly the same things. And you will come into a, a, a sense of unity with your brother if you just follow the Scripture. But it's important that we know what God wants us to do. This concept of absolute truth, it's important. Our world is changing very quickly. The ideas of truth are changing quickly, even to the point where people don't know what marriage is anymore. They really don't. There are people that they don't know what marriage is. I mean, there are people that think two men can get married, for instance, or two women can get married. So all these ideas are changing. Our, our world is changing. People, they don't believe there's such a thing as truth. They don't believe that God has a book. But I'm telling you, he does. And we have to find it. Truth is out there to find. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews tells us this. Let me tell you a story. Because when it all comes down, when it's all said and done, it's not going to make any difference what you and I argued about. It's not going to make any difference about what our opinions are. But what's going to make a difference is is whether we're saved or whether we're lost. And to truly be saved, you've got to come into an agreement with God. In April of 1912, there was a ship called the Titanic. I think it was April 1st, it set sail, its maiden voyage. This was a ship, a, a gigantic a ship, um, a passenger ship, like none other that had ever been built at this time. The designer of the ship made a statement, and I'm sure he was just quipping or off the cuff, said, not even God himself could sink this ship. Part of me wishes he would have never said that. But anyway, I'm not saying God sunk the ship. But anyhow, three days into its maiden voyage, it hit an iceberg, and it ripped the ship open, and it began to sink. Now, there, uh, news reached England, the shipyard in Liverpool, England, that the ship had run into trouble and they were loading people on lifeboats. And so the friends and family gathered in to the shipyard to see if they could hear any word about their loved ones and their friends. Now, when that ship left, I think it left like maybe, not April 1st, but like April 10th or something like that of 1912. On that ship were all kinds of different uh, different classes of people. There were um, rich people. There were poorer people, maybe some of the workers. There were different races on the ship, different races of people. There, there were different cultures on the ship. Uh, as I said, different social status on the ship. 
different statuses of intelligence, I'm sure, were on that ship. There, I know that there were first and second and third class people on that ship. But in Liverpool, the friends and family that gathered there, there were two, only two groups of people listed on a giant board. And the groups, two groups of people, there were giant letters, and what it said were no one to be saved and no one to be lost. You see, when we go through this life with all of our opinions and all of the different things and all of our different ideas, like I say, some people are very successful monetarily, maybe some people are not. Maybe some people made really good decisions. Maybe some people ended up in prison. Maybe some people were very healthy and lived a a healthy life. And maybe some people ate Cheetos and and, um, drank Coca-Cola. And all their teeth fell out. But when it's all said and done, the only categories are no one to be saved, no one to be lost. And the only criteria... For those two categories are whether you got on this lifeboat called salvation or not. Today my question for you is this. It's a song that we sing in our church occasionally. And the chorus goes like this. Is thy heart right with God? Washed in the crimson flood. Cleansed and made holy. Humble and lowly. Right in the sight of God. Let me let me read it again. You can argue about everything you want to. You can argue about, like I say, you can argue about your opinion on baptism, whatever you want. But my question to you is this. Is your heart right with God? Washed in the crimson flood, cleansed and made holy, humble and lowly, right in the sight of God. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, God, I'm asking you to touch people. Lord, maybe people that for the very first time have come face to face with absolute truth, what you think about things. God, I I just pray that you help us to realize, Lord, even though we have all of our own ideas, but it's what you think that we need to find and we need to know about. And I just pray tonight that some of this pride that people are fighting, because maybe it's not the way they've done it or not the way their parents have done it or even the way their their culture has done it. But, Lord, I just pray tonight that they would humble themselves to what you think. We just pray in Jesus' name. Well, Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night. For another Tell It Like It Is radio show, this is Pastor Bob Simons checking out tonight. I'm going to go home and have a bowl of soup. I think my wife's got some hamburger soup made or something like that. It's, I can't remember what it's called. It's got potatoes and hamburger, cheeseburger soup. That's what it's called. Sounds good. Good night, folks. Love doing this. Hope you enjoy it.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.